Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to come together and to fellowship each other, Father, and to worship you. Father, we lift this service up to you right now in the name of Jesus. We ask everything that's done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom. Father, I put a watch over my tongue that everything done and said will be to your pleasure. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. <clears throat> so uh, the lady had a, a couple bags of clothes in the house, and they were in the, in the hallway, and the husband said, what are, you, what are you doing with the clothes? And she said, well, there's some old clothes I don't wear anymore, and I want to give them away. And he said, why don't you just throw them in the trash? It's, it's just as easy. And she said, no, I, I really want to donate them there. Poor, starving people that need clothes. And the husband took a step and stopped and turned around and said, Sweetheart, if they're starving, there's no way they can fit in your clothes. <laughs> he's doing fine. The hospital says he's going to make it. <clears throat> um, man, there you go. So it's a new year. Uh, we're, we're happy for y'all to be here. Um, thank y'all. I don't know where the rest of y'all's people are, but, uh, you know, all the left people need to show up next week or right, I guess, depending on which way you look. But anyway, um, so happy to be here, happy for a new year, happy for <clears throat> the opportunity of a, a fresh start, right? We, we always, and, and I don't know that really God necessarily sees time like we see time, obviously not, but, but as humans and in in our society nowadays, we think about new year, new me, and we're going to think about the fresh start with the new year. Uh, Crystal texted me first thing Tuesday morning about 10 a.m. and said, I just want you to know I have exercised every day this year. And I was so proud of her, you know, because she had that streak going of, of, of one. But you can't have a, a, a long streak if you don't start with one, right? So, so, that new year, new me, right? You see that all over the social media stuff. And so we're going to talk about the new me. Uh, the Bible says that when we come into Christ, we become a new creation. <clears throat> and what better time to talk about being a new creation than the beginning of the new year? <clears throat> and I hope, I pray, that in our new year, our habits of, you know, doing the right things, of reading our Bible and and serving God and coming to church will be on the forefront of our, our things, right? Our, I'm sure everybody has that diet that they're getting ready to start. I was supposed to start like last um, whatever day, but it's been a rough week for us. We had a couple of parties and a couple of dinners, and it's not been a good first week for the diet. So hopefully tomorrow, not today, tomorrow we're going to start that new diet and start the new me. But in in Romans uh, chapter 5 in verse 6 Paul says you see at just the right time when we were still powerless Christ died for the ungodly very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die but God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath from him, right? This is the, the crux of the Christian faith, 
that, that while we were sinners and knew nothing and cared nothing about God, God sent his only son to die for us, right? That is the original new creation, that, that God became flesh and dwelt among us, holy and blameless, to take on our sin, to pay our penalty, to give us an opportunity for a new creation. Without this sacrifice, not only were the Jews damned, right? Because they couldn't live up to what the, the Messianic law said that they had to do, the washings, the sacrifices, the rituals, the, all of the laws and all of the rules and all of the times of things that they were told to do. They were unable to live, it up, live up to that. And us, being Gentiles, had no chance. No chance. We were, we were none ever. We never had an opportunity to have a relationship with God, to, to be anything but, but terrible, horrible, worthless sinners. And, and Riley really likes that when I say, like, lowly, wormly, terrible, whatever, right? I mean, that's us. And, and, and I know you think, like, well, that's not us, us. I mean, we're generally good people. No, our righteousness and our right doings is like filthy rags at the feet of God. There is nothing that you can do if you dedicated all of your body, your time, your, your effort, your money, your faith, your everything. There is nothing that you can do that comes anywhere close to the righteousness that God expects from us. Without Christ, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But without Christ, we're not even in the composition. It is not even in the conversation of who we are. <clears throat> no matter how good you are or how good you think you are, still are a sinner and deserve the pits of hell. And that's a... I guess that's really the hang-up with the world, right? If God's so good, why would he send good people to hell? Well, good people don't measure up to the, to the equation where sinless, blameless, white as snow. There's, there's nobody you know. Nobody. Nobody. That comes anywhere close to their works or their time here on this planet, or what they said, or what they did, that they could earn a spot in heaven. In fact, you earn a spot in hell. You already did it. You already, you already was sent there. It's already done. It's the sin passed down through the blood of the father to the child. Which is why it was absolutely mandatory that Jesus be born for a virgin birth. That sin was not allowed to enter his body through the blood of the Father. When Adam sinned and man fell originally, sin came into man. And we were then faced with this sin passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation and even as good as you think you are i mean some of y'all might or most of you probably knew a grandparent you're your grandfathers but your great-grandfathers probably not so much and your great-great-grandfathers i'm certain you didn't right how would you like to be judged by 
people sin that you've never even met before. Well, that's where humanity was because of the sin that was passed down from generation to generation to generation, and we were damned already. And without Christ, and without Christ becoming human and being born by a human woman, not a natural birth, but a supernatural birth to where that sin was not transferred into his body, he showed up. Only the second person, excuse me, second man ever, second man ever to be on the planet without sin in his blood. Adam was here and he threw it away and everybody from Adam to Jesus all was born of a man or woman but the sin of their father was in, sent through over and over and over into the next generation. Jesus broke that line and became holy and blameless and had the opportunity to live without sin. He still had the opportunity to sin. He was still tempted in the desert. He still faced the daily trials and tribulations. People mocked him. People did all kinds of stuff to him. They tried to attack him. They talked trash to him. They did all kinds of stuff, right? He was attacked. He chose to walk holy and blameless. And you're going to turn to Corinthians. <clears throat> um, chapter 5. Man, chapter 5 is really good for this whole sermon, but we're just going to go down to like 16, 5, 16. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go for 16 now. So <clears throat> from, now on, from now on, we regard no one from the worldly point of view, though we were once regarded in Christ in this way so that we no longer, we do so no longer, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, <clears throat> the new creation has come and the old is gone. The new is here. All this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, who gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was re reconciling the world to himself through Christ, not counting people's sins against him. And has, <clears throat> he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. This is the best news ever, that God would take the opportunity and the effort to go through and to reconcile us back to him. When he created man originally, he created someone to fellowship with and to talk to and to walk with and to, to have a relationship with. And Adam, being human, threw it away. And it was, the system was broken for years and years and years and years and years. And we have been talking about the last couple of weeks how God took the angels and the prophets and the bushes and the donkeys and all of the stuff to talk to his people. But what he really wants is a relationship with us on a personal level. Which is why when Christ died and reconciled us to him that we became a new creation Blood-bought, renewed, redeemed, set free from every sin that's ever been done to where we can have a personal relationship with God. 
That's what he wants. He wants a personal relationship with God. So as we turn into the new year, and that new year, new me, new year, new creation. A new creation that all of a sudden we have an avenue to communicate with the creator of the universe. That all of a sudden we have an opportunity to be redeemed from our sins. And if you keep on coming down there, I think I start, stopped at 19. But if you read 20, 20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you to do so on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. So not only is it a new year, a new me, it's a new job. I told you that you couldn't do anything to earn the salvation. You can't work hard enough, give enough, sacrifice enough, do anything to, to redeem yourself. But now that Christ has redeemed us, we have a job that is in front of us. And as a new creation, we become ambassadors of Christ. <clears throat> what do ambassadors do? Ambassadors go out and talk about how good our team is. It's an ambassador for the United States. They represent the United States and all of the things and the negotiations and the talks. That's what ambassadors do. So as a new creation in Christ and as an ambassador of God, it is our job to represent the boss in everywhere we go and everything that we do and everything that we say. It's either amen or oh me. Now, there are folks in this group, right, and on the internet and wherever and on TV that you might have only been saved last week or yesterday or maybe even this morning, right, when you see this message. You might be a fresh new creation. And there's some other folks that have been saved for decades, decades. We are still a new creation. It is still ambassadors of God, and it is still our duty to represent Christ, whether you've been saved one week, one month, one year, one day, one decade, one millennium. It doesn't matter. Our job as new creations are to show up in a day-to-day -day life and let people see what Christ looks like in the flesh. Now, that's not a real easy thing to do. It's not a real easy thing to do and show up and look like Jesus. But it's our goal and it's our job. And then when we renew our mind and we study our word and we fellowship with fellow believers and we spend time in prayer and the more time we spend worshiping God, the closer we look like Jesus. Now, new creation is a new creation is a new creation. <clears throat> what granddaddy used to say, they asked the little boy why he fell out the bed, and he said, I guess I stayed too close to where I got in. Some of us are just on the edge of salvation, and that's all we got. That's all we, that's all we got. I'm saved, and I'm saved, and that's it. But God's goal for us is to be ambassadors of Christ and to continue to take our knowledge 
in our wisdom that he's given us and the opportunity in the ministry of reconciliation and move closer and closer and closer to God. Now, <clears throat> last week was last year, and I don't, we ain't talking about last year, we're talking about this year. And I don't care how many times you've fallen down or how many times you fail or how many times you didn't do what God asked you to do. Today is a new day. Our grace is renewed daily. Our grace in God is renewed daily. So you are a new creation, and it's time to start working towards being that ambassador of Christ. As a new creation, it is our job. It should be our passion, our longing to move closer and closer and closer to God. The more you get closer to God, the more you start looking like what Christ looked like. It's the more, it's like one of those big mathematical equations, right? If you start plugging in all this stuff, the closer you get to God, the more time you spend praying and the more time you spend reading the Bible and the more time you spend worshiping God, what comes out? Oh man, it's that fruit of the Spirit. Because the more, the closer you get to God, the more the fruit of the Spirit starts to show up. That love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's what starts to develop out of our body. I heard a person say one time that renewing your mind is like taking a bath. The longer you avoid doing it, the worse you smell. As a new creation, we are constantly, should be, constantly putting off the old self and working towards the new self. <clears throat> Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. <sighs> um, Ephesians 4. Oh, I'm in the wrong, am I in the wrong spot? Um, chapter 4, verse 1, For what I am saying is that as long as the heir is underage, there is no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate, the heir is subject to the guardians and the trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elementary, elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come and God had sent his son to be born of a woman, to be born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoptionship, to adoption, to sonship, because <clears throat> you are his sons. He sent his spirit of his son into our hearts, in the spirit who calls out Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave, but a child of God. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. And this is here, and this is in Romans 8, 2. So as a new creation, as we develop as a new creation, we become an heir of God. An ambassador, a son, an heir, a daughter. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not trying to segregate anybody out. Sons and daughters, same thing. Child of the Most High God. When we become a new creation, we got bought into the family. And it's our job to represent the family. Y'all ever had to do that? 
Mm. Let me tell you, my family sometimes is happy that I'm part of the family, and then sometimes they go, ooh, Lord. Mostly at ball games. Mostly at ball games do I get the, ooh, I don't know if he's related to us or not. <laughs> yeah. As a new creation, we put off the old and we take on the new. And we renew our minds, we take out the old and the world, what the world preaches and the, what the world, and you're like, what the world don't preach? No, the world preaches. They indoctrinate and constantly over and over and over, they just pound us and pound us with wrong beliefs and wrong things. And we know what the truth is because the truth is in this book right here. And Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. When we start to renew our mind in God's word and we start to line up with what the Bible says about us and we understand that we have accepted a gift through faith to live like we are trying our best to live up to God's expectations, knowing we have already failed, but knowing that it is our goal to live like Christ. Our goal is to live like Christ. Not in our strength, but in his strength. When we set ourselves up to walk and understand what God has done for us, that he has, re, he has redeemed us for what we deserve and what we have earned, and he's given us this beautiful opportunity. You know, it's, it's a big deal if you get picked to represent, like to be an ambassador. It's a big deal to be an ambassador. I mean, you got to be somebody, and, and, and you have to be like, affluent and, and be able to be well behaved to represent can you imagine it to be the ambassador of a group of people that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal to be ambassador of, of let's say an ambassador of saint stephen probably not that high of a regard or or or, to, or berkeley county i mean that would be a little higher regard or an ambassador of the state or an ambassador of of the united states that's a pretty big deal it, it, it is a it is high regard but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being an ambassador of God. You know, <laughs> way, way better than the United States, way better than Berkeley County. To be an ambassador of Christ, to be able to go into all the world and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick, right? It is such an honor to be an ambassador of God. We don't treat it as such. We don't, we don't act like we're a new creation. <clears throat> we, we act like... We act like we're in the scratched and dent sale. We act like we're second best. We act like we just left over on the side. See, that's not what it is. When the righteousness of God comes on us through Christ, we are snow white. Holy and blameless in Christ. That's what we look like. That's what the new creation looks like. Now, some of us take that new creation, holy and blameless, and we throw it down in the mud, and then we have to pray for forgiveness, and we start over, and we put it on again, and then we throw it back down in the mud again. I mean, it's, it's a series. But, but today, today is a message of understanding and knowing there's no better day than today to start on a new foot, 
to start off going in the right direction. Knowing and understanding that we are new creation in Christ. Knowing and understanding that we are an ambassador of God. That it is our passion and our desire to get closer to God in 2024. Why 2024? Because we didn't do it in 2023 or 2022 or 2021 or however far you go back. Lots of us get to them 19s pretty quick, right? We didn't do it in any of the 19s, so let's get after it in the 20s. And if you are an overachiever and you already are performing as an ambassador of God, then the goal is to push further towards the finish line. That's what Paul says, that he wants to run the race to the finish, to the end. No matter if you've been saved a day, a month, a week, 10 years, 100 years, our goal as Christians are to continually to develop, to worship, to study. Hosea says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And you go, well, I'm not destroyed for lack of knowledge. I know what the Bible says. Who have you told? That knowledge is not for you. That knowledge is for all of mankind. And as it grows in you, you should become more and more of a mouthpiece of the body of Christ. Now that's hard. We were at a little gathering last night and I started talking about a talking donkey. And I had about three people check up and go, you sure that's in the Bible? In fact, one fella asked me what a translation that was in. And I said, I'm pretty sure it's in all of them. But uh, if you read it a little bit, you can figure it out. The knowledge of God that we have and the knowledge of salvation that we have and the redemption that we have is for the world. It is not for our personal benefit. It is for us to share with all of humankind. So as we become a new creation and we grow and develop, it is our job to press forward into the all of the world or to your neighbor or to the person that works next to you, or to the lady that delivers your mail, or whoever it is. The new creation in Christ is not something to hide. The new creation of Christ is to throw off the old and to put on the new and march diligently towards the goal, which is becoming more and more and more Christ-like, which means, I mean, let's just be real, Washing feet, tending to people, serving people, praying for people, healing people. That's what he did. We want to be anointed for, I, I heard a guy one time say that people want to be anointed for the pulpit, but feel like they're not anointed for the push broom. This is a service job. As a group, Christ said, I came to serve. That's our job, to serve, to serve fellow man to serve the community, as a new creation, as a mouthpiece, as an ambassador, as a son or daughter, that we've been redeemed from the curse. What better news is there that the old creation is gone and the new creation has come? There's not better news. For someone who was lost in sin, you can tell them all the stuff you want to, but that God loves you and he wants you healed and saved and loved and he has grace for you. There's not a better... There's, People think, well, I won the lottery. No, no, I won the lottery. Jesus loved me enough to die for me and die for my sins and gave me salvation. There's not enough money on the planet to buy it. Things, people, 
Nothing, nothing, nothing is as valuable as the love of God that we have through salvation in Christ, the new creation. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We pray now that your message will go forth and it will not return void. Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.